This episode is brought to you by LucidPoint. Are you struggling to take your IT organization to the next level? We help our customers do so with confidence. Turn your vision into reality. Call LucidPoint today. Welcome to the Quick Take Podcast, the show where you get targeted advice and coaching for executives by executives. I'm Susie Tomanchuk. And I'm James Camps. Give us 15 minutes and we'll give you three secrets to address the complex topical issues that are challenging executives like you today. Hey, welcome to Quick Take. I'm one of your hosts, Susie Tomanchuk, along with my good friend and co-host, James Caps. How are you, James? I am great, Susie. I've been told I'm having a great hair day, so I am so glad we're wow. recording today. Who told you yes. that? Um, the little voice in my head. So, you know, I, I, I try and to listen counts. to it as often. That, well, you got to take that positive reinforcement when you can. <laughs> well, we're back to basics again today. Um, we've actually, I think we said we're going to have four and I think we're going to end up having a, a few of these because we've gotten great response. So again, back to basics, really just talking about some of the things that not that they're basic, but we forget about them because they just become like something in the background. Don't you agree? Yeah, I think that a lot of times these topics come up. And as leaders, even I do it, I say, yes, I get that. I've been doing that for 10 years. You you, you kind of um, convince yourself that you're up, up to speed on these topics. And, you know, honestly, we have to be thoughtful as to when um, how we grow and learn. And, and I think these <clears throat> acknowledging that these are basics, that these mm-hmm. topics need to be revisited. It's just, it's just, you know, it's a, it's good maintenance. And I think of it as executive maintenance, doing, doing your own personal maintenance. It's going to the CEO gym, if you will, and, and working on the fundamentals. Yeah, I think it's great. I think, like you said, it's, it's giving you that space. And this mm-hmm. is just a, another thing to do to fill that time to be thoughtful about and what you need to do around this topic. Right. And yep. today it's leading with inclusivity, which is, is something it's really talking about harnessing diversity for advantage competitively. So yep. what's your take on that? Well, I want to, one of the things that I um, want to take a slightly different angle on this one, which is, you know, where there's a lot of conversations around diversity and the DEI initiatives and, and, and ensuring that, that people look at things in a certain way. But I want to talk about the need for a diverse perspective in multiple areas. It's not just uh, in the, the ones that we've been talking about. So I really want to talk about Thinking, uh, looking at things to, uh, from a, with, and harnessing diversity in three areas, not three ways to harness diversity, but three three areas. Okay. Uh, and I think it's a slightly different angle. And I think each one of these are 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 really interesting because they're so obvious. Um, but I do think when we think uh, when, when we walk through them, you'll see that they are they're kind of basics. They're simple but worthy of a re- reassessment. All right, I'm excited about this. All right, so start us off. What's the first one? Let's talk about it. So I'm going to start with the obvious, which is you know let's you know um, harness diverse perspectives. Right? We talk a yeah. lot about this. You know, you want people with different um, ranges of ideas, different viewpoints, people who uh, bring different uh, uh, ideas, uh, perspectives, different creative ways of looking at things, and so you want a um, uh, as a leader, you want to have uh, an inclusive means by which you bring in those um, creative solutions. So, a you know our first goal here is uh, uh, is when we're talking about inc- uh, harnessing diversity, diverse perspectives is the place that that I think a lot of us uh, need to remember to do. 
So how do you do that? How do you cultivate that? Is it through questions? Is it through people at the table? Like what, what is the core of that? You know, the, for me, it is a active, um, uh, active effort. I think that when, um, uh, when I look at the, my, my, my team, my cohort, I know the people who are the pessimists. I know the people who have been at a startup. I know the people who um, are, are always uh, looking at the bright side. Um, I want, I need to curate that team. Uh, just like a kitchen where you're having a, a bunch of different uh, ingredients in your, uh, in your pantry, you, co you actively curate that. Um, and I think that the way that you can do that is to ensure to ensure that you have those points of view. You need to think about your the people you surround yourself with and ensure that the, that those perspectives and those multiple types of perspectives are part of the equation. That's so interesting to think about understanding that you're almost saying you're anticipating some of their responses because you know them. A right. pessimistic perspective and all of that. So sometimes I think about, I love your analogy about ingredients. Sometimes we get a little bit crazy and we add too much or we do too much and we're like, oh, that didn't really work out. I wonder if sometimes you just have to embrace the fact that the discussion will get a little uh, crunchy. People use that word a lot and it'll get a yeah. little uncomfortable um, because sometimes people, all people's needs aren't being met. And making them feel uncomfortable sometimes isn't a bad thing. Well, and I think that the importance of this topic is, and this approach is you, you want to go into it in a way that ensures that the dialogue is the outcome, right? If, if you bring in that diverse group of people and say, we are all going to walk out of here and agree on something, you're, not, you're, 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 you're using a hammer to drive a nail. If you mm -hmm. want to, ha to explore an idea, you want to look at it from different perspectives, you want to hear different points of view, that's what this process is about. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, I would never say, let's use all the spices in my spice rack for a particular dish. That's ridiculous. But if I am interested in having a diverse palate in my kitchen, so my, my meals are di different, I'm going to have a very diverse spice rack. And I should taste each one of those and I should know what they bring to the table. So, um, you know, that cohort of people, that that group of diverse points of view, they are a, a a group of people you should bounce ideas off, you should engage with, um, and you know it's important to know when to use them and when not to use them. Okay, that's fair. Um, super interesting. I like that one. Just to be thoughtful about mm -hmm. the team and what they bring. So, what's the second one? Right. Well, the second one is really about diversity and engagement, and I think it's important for us to remember too that we have to engage our people in different ways. And so this is a, about really saying that, um, you know, people hear different things in different ways. They are going to hear you in different ways. They're going to understand the, the, the approach in different ways. And that diversity of communication, that diversity of engagement is so important. Um, I've learned that I have people on my team who absolutely want a drawing where there needs to be an arrow and then another arrow and another arrow. And then there's a star at the end. And then there's people that want paragraphs. And so that, Engaging with them in different ways allows them to digest and, and be um, uh, and come to the, the table uh, how in the best way that they can. And I think um, leaders often get caught up in, hey, I'll do a town hall, I'll do a memo, and we're done. It's much more complicated than that. And so if we embrace the diversity of engagement and the ways that we engage with our staff, our, our teams, our direct reports, I think you'll have a more robust and more curated way of, of creating a uh, cohesion. I think 
the, the, the teams and the organizations that I've worked with that are the best are the ones that communicate in lots of different ways. And, and the group is just, just more uh, aligned and has more understanding of what's going on. Oh, so much that you said there was really good. I think, um, you know, the research shows that it takes people time to kind of understand mm -hmm, the message mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we need to hear things seven times before we kind of yeah. understand it. And that might be a really good metric to use to, to, to be able to say, I'm going to communicate this in a different way. Let me draw it this way. And maybe you do that for the whole team, but, right, and also right. asking people, how do you like to consume information? What way do you learn? Right. What is the best way so that you can, you're not just assuming, but you're, you're getting their feedback too. Yeah. We have a, uh, an individual that I work with who is a, a, a trained accountant, um, financial background. They like to communicate through spreadsheets and it's great because it's so ridiculous. My apologies to the CFOs <laughs> who are listening, but vast majority of people don't get a story from a spreadsheet. Yeah. But if you look at it from that point of view, there are a lot of people who can who can absolutely look at that spreadsheet and say, oh, I see where we're going here. And I don't mean using a spreadsheet as a table with names and things like that. Yeah. I mean, just raw numbers and no yeah. graphs. That tells a story for a certain audience. So you realize that you have spreadsheet people, you have PowerPoint people, you have Word people, you have cartoon people, you have speech people. And to be able to think about, hey, let's embrace these three communication styles on this particular topic. Hey, let's, let's try something new to get people's attention. Be diverse in your communication style and your in engagement. And I think you'll find that the um, the collective understanding of what's going on is so much more robust. Yeah. So I guess I don't know what your third one is, so I don't know if I'm going to poke at it. But I think also once you do that, listen to the questions that come back and give mm. people space to do that so that you know if it's landing and how it's landing. And so Absolutely. many times um, leaders come in here's my message. This was my plan uh, and exit, you know, right side yep. of the, but it, it, you really need to sit in it and be able to absorb and see. And even some people give them permission to come back if they need to, if they need time to uh, think about it and, and, and get some of their questions out. Cause not everybody is able to learn the same way either. Uh, it couldn't have teed up my third one any better, okay, but, which good. is really, which is, you know, uh, my second was 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 engage, communicate in okay. a diverse way. The other one is is in you know engage the other way. Listen in diverse means. You know you can't expect your team to all raise your hand in a town hall. You yeah. can't expect everyone to um, respond in a face to face. So you have to create the the pathways, a diverse and 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 um, uh, unique set of ways that people can communicate back to you to ensure that you're going to get the feedback that you want. You know, as corporations, we tend to get lazy and say, hey, we'll do the employee survey. And, you know, we get a 90% response rate. That is an effective way of, you know, that, therefore, that is the, the voice of the people. I think that is a voice. It is not the voice. And I think that um, from a communication standpoint, no different. Uh, it's really no different than the way that I want my people to hear what I'm saying. I want to be able to listen and in multiple ways. And so you need to create systems and processes to allow your folks to engage with you that are different and meet them with their styles and, and particular needs. Yeah, that's so good. Um, I think it's so important and, and very underrated around just being able to stop mm -hmm. and really absorb 
what is going on around you. Cause then you can also assess if your communication, what adjustments you need to working. make to that too. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think that diversity in, in digestion, if you will, of information mm-hmm. is, it is, ta- it does take time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, both of these, those, um, you know, like the, if you look at all three of these pieces of advice, what we're suggesting is you do more than one thing and, and do things differently. And that takes time. That takes resources. And so it isn't lost on me that, yes, a lot of these simplistic or when, when we don't have the diversity of X, it is because that is the path of least resistance, right? It is easier to just send a memo and assume everybody hears. It is easier just to say, hey, nobody responded to my email, so we must be good. You know, it is easier to always hire from the same cohort or always listen. Uh, I'm sorry, always um, engage with other folks, a small cohort of people. So I think that that uh, ultimately the reality is this is costly. It's expensive in both time and capacity. But the truth is, is that does bring um, more value to the table. Yeah. Yeah. You made me think too, is what you're saying is inspect your habits as well. Mm -hmm. When there's announcement to be made, who do you call first? Who do you send the thing to? Like you, you go to the easiest people that maybe communicate the same way you do, or that, you know, that's going to give you the reception that you need. Yeah. Yeah. So keep that. When I have a broadcast email that I have to send out to the staff, um, the broader staff, I like to have a different one of my direct reports review that email before it goes out. Yeah, I like and I that. love the fact that I know that I'm going to get a different response from each one of them, a different mm-hmm. kind of response. Um, and you have to curate that too. You send it to a person you never have sent it to. They're just going to say, that's great because they don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, but I have, I have somebody who is, will always really be a stickler on the grammar. That's super helpful. There's yeah. people who will be really, you know, I don't like the tone isn't here or that I, I have an individual who's very good at looking at all the other communications that are going on and making sure these stitch together. Interesting. Now yeah. I can't use them all, all the time. I mean, I can't, yeah. I don't have the, the, the bath, the capacity to have everybody involved. It's not a, 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 a group think, but knowing that I can rely on certain people for certain things gives me a different point of view. Um, and uh, when I'm less concerned about, the, the grammar or this is a different type of message. Hey, I'm going to have this other person take a look at it. You know, somebody who's got the big picture, I'm always going to have her take a look at it. Cause she, you know, in that particular topic, and it's yeah. important that we see the whole thing and she's amazing at that. So um, uh, it, it is expensive, but I think it does bring a lot of color to the table. Yeah. Well, you just gave yourself a bonus. So there's a bonus. Right. I don't so know what, that I can, uh, I don't know what that bonus was, but uh, um, yes. I'll remember the bonus. You go. What are the top All right. Three? So our free, the three ways I think diversity comes into play and we can embrace them in, a, in unique ways is obviously diversity of thought, diversity of ideas, bring in diverse ways of people that think differently. Secondarily, embrace diversity of communication, the way that you broadcast, the way that you share information, be diverse in the way that you can do that. So more people can hear you. And third, be more diverse in the way that you digest and, and engage with your folks and allow them to communicate with you. They're going to communicate with you and to you in different ways. And if you open those doors, you're going to get a lot more feedback. And then there was a bonus one. Oh, and the bonus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now I'm going to be like all freaked out. No, the bonus was to look at how you do communicate and be open to getting feedback before it goes mm-hmm. out and get Absolutely. feedback from a lot of different people. But I love that you understand what the angle is that each person's going to bring and then bring that into because then you understand you're helping those people help you land it. And do you know how I did that? I'll just add a little piece of color. Okay. I asked him. Wow. I asked. 
What yeah. would you feel? What, how, what are you comfortable doing? You know, I'd rather just help you with the grammar because sometimes I don't, I'm in this participant person's role. They don't understand the bigger picture and that's cool, but I yeah. want them involved. Right. Yeah. And so I can't expect everything of everybody, but I can um, rely on folks to, to do, stick with their strength. So um, and really, really good ideas. I, and I think also just to also say, I think it's a super, super important that allows them to be a part of the process. And yeah, so when yeah. they have been a part of the communication, they own Everything's more of it better. so that then 100%. they're articulating that to their team, which is really important for adoption. So, so much there, so many bonuses. If you were following along, you have more and more and more. We just gave you like mic drop after mic drop. So you're welcome. <laughs> And nobody's here to object against that. That so we both agree. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> well, this has been Quick Take. We are so glad that you joined us. Both James and I are on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you. We just get so much joy out of being able to bring content that's going to be meaningful to our quicksters. Look how I did that there. That was good. Nicely done. Yes, yes, yes. So thanks for being there, being here. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Quick Take, where we talk about the questions that are on the minds of executives everywhere. Connect with us and share what's on your mind. You can find us on LinkedIn, YouTube, or whatever nerdy place on the internet you find your podcasts. All the links you really need are in the show notes.